Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. So this morning, good morning. This morning before um, we do the meditation together, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about the practice a bit. So the practice of uh, mindfulness or loving awareness Um, what I like about this is it seems like it's uh, showing us what to pay attention to and how to pay attention to it because we're always paying attention to some we're always giving our attention to something and uh, there's ways that we give our attention that is not helpful for us that is causing trouble for us and for others in our lives And so, I remember the first time I went to a meditation retreat like this one, and they started to uh, explain where to put attention in order to develop wisdom. Uh, I was very surprised at what I was invited to pay attention to. And the first thing that I was invited to pay attention to was to my nose. And that was very surprising to me. It's like, oh, I want wisdom in my life, and you're saying that I should pay attention to my nostrils. (laughs) Like, I would not have come up with this on my own. I, I'm happy there's a body of teachings around that. You know. But then, paying attention to my nose as the air was coming in and out, that was the technique that was taught there at the center. Uh, I learned to calm my mind, gather my mind, and get out of the wanting to be somewhere else, somebody else, not wanting to be there, doubting, who am I, who will I be, all these ways that I would give my attention uh, to these things, you know, and be fascinated and caught in and enamored by these strange thoughts of building stories and fictions and possibilities and in my mind. And then I would say, drop all this stuff and just bring your attention there, you know, and see what's going to happen with your mind if you bring your attention there. So that was just one of the techniques. So it's just to Uh, give an image of like, oh, surprising how we would be invited to um, use our attention, where to put it and how to put it. Can you put it there and maintain it there was the instruction at that place. And so, and here this weekend we're saying like, oh, can we be particularly attentive to the state of the mind, like how we're paying attention, like we're kind of saying from what I'm hearing here, it's like, oh, you can feel your feet, you can feel uh, the quality of the air, you can feel your breathing in the belly, your stepping as you step, your brushing teeth. What you pay attention to is not that important, but how can you be particularly attentive to how you pay attention? Is there kindness there, benevolence, non-violence? Can you recognize this? Is there a way to accompany yourself if what you find yourself in the middle of is not that fun? You know, Is there a way that you can bring some softness or tenderness or 
maybe courage in there, something like this. So do you? So we're actually kind of inviting our attention to be a certain way. We're exploring this, and of course, it's totally uneven. You know, it's probably messy. I would guess your experience is a little messy. You know, it's not like oh, started to be friendly. I hope, by the way, that at this point you're not like totally over the word friendly. You know, that you have a little space for it for a few more hours. Um, so, things we can pay attention to, I just named a few, you might have noticed were pretty physical of the sensory world, you know, stepping, breathing, hearing, uh, feeling the clothes on the, touching the skin, the quality of the air. All these are of the five senses, sensory awareness, that helps us to plug us in, you know. And the other thing that we've been naming uh, a, a bunch since the retreat started is the state of the mind, the quality of the awareness, the, the, the mood we're in. Have you noticed that? So this morning, I would like to, we would like to again emphasize this, that we can, uh, we can give our attention to uh, stories a lot. Next week, last week, last year, 10 years ago, you know, I can be caught in all kinds of... Uh, and now we say, can we bring our attention to reveal what is the state of the person sitting or walking or lying down or standing? In what state are they? What's the state of their heart or mind? And so that's one of the particular things we can do with attention is kind of wake up to, become curious to, how is it like the, I could call it uh, the inner landscape maybe, or the inner weather is it stormy in there, or it's kind of open and vast, or something neutral? We can become aware of this. And so today we'd like to invite you, if you want to, to bring an emphasis to this. So like right now, before starting the meditation, there is a mind state that is there. There's a quality of the mind. So to me, how do I get in contact with this? Is I just check in the body, maybe feel the breath, the belly rising and falling. And then I get curious, like, oh, what's the... I don't know if that would work for you, the coloring, the texture in the mind. Is it rather soft or edgy? You could think of it as the heart, you know, is the heart tight or broken or light or maybe none of these, which is an answer, you know, oh, nothing outstanding. We can become aware of this in the same way that we can feel the touch of the hands. We can become aware of the, uh, the attention is, is, a, is there. There's some attention here or it's scattered. I can, can hardly hear Pascal because I have so many things going on. Oh, agitation, agitation. And so today, as you practice this morning, as you practice the sitting, the walking, uh, once in a while, bring attention to this. What is the state of this mind? And sometimes it'll be very obvious because some of the emotions that come have intensity to them, and you might be in the middle of one right now. You know? So this is something we can, we can be entranced by this, kind of stuck in the despair, or gone with the, even gratitude, like, 
oh, I love this place, I love it, I love everybody. You know, I could, I could get lost in gratitude, you know. But I can also wake up to it like, wow, how does it feel to have gratitude? It has a particular tone to it in the mind, a particular, I would use sensory uh, words, you know, like a texture, a tone, a feel. Uh, but it's something more abstract, you know. It's, uh, but we can definitely feel this. If in your heart now there's a little joy or contentment, there's a tone to it, you know. What we, th- we might do is start to spin around it. I love it here. I want more of it. I want to stay here the whole week, you know. And, but now we're, oh, this feels good. This one. Or I, if I get quiet, I might go like, quiet. Oh my God, I'm quiet. I'm just so quiet. I'm the most quiet here right now, you know. Kind of own it. Do something with it. Now we're invited to be kind of silent and just feel the sadness if it's there. See if we can feel the grief if that's what's there. So emotions, intense emotions, but mind states might be also qualities of mind that are there. As you sit here paying attention to not much, you might, uh, you know, just sounds, you know. You might notice that your mind is curious. The mind is curious. It wants to feel the belly rising or falling. It's engaged. So this is a little bit more subtle, but we can become aware of this. Oh, or is the mind benevolent, friendly? Oh, yeah. It's not a hostile mind right now, a reactive mind. Or it is. Do you follow me a little bit? We can become interested in that. So that's a very different way to pay attention. Usually we're drawn, entranced by the mind states. They make us think what we think. They lead the show. And now we invite attention to become aware of them, to reveal them. And, just, and then see how it fluctuates. Is it going to get more intense? Or larger sense of peace or calm? Or deeper sense of joy or contentment? Or is it going to diminish? Is it going to morph into something else? I'm curious, I'm interested, and I get really quiet, and then, whoops, I fall asleep. You know, the quietness turned into sinking mind, we call it. You know, like so quiet, just the breath, just the breath, and then, whoops, I'm talking to some ducks somewhere. You know, (laughs) I got lust in dream, and I can see this like, oh, it went from quiet to gone, you know, to lust. And then, so I bring back energy a bit. Like, I say, oh, energy's back. Now there's interest. It's more alive. I feel more energy. So we can become aware of this. In our own way, in your own way, you will do this. But a few pointers, and I'll finish with this. A mood or an emotion, especially if it's a strong one, uh, that you would call a beautiful one, ecstasy, delight, or a difficult one, you know, shame, grief, uh, uh, intense rage, uh, impatience. Uh, These things usually have have wave-like nature. So they arise, they kind of rip, and then, whoops, at some point they kind of vanish. You might sit here, everything's fine, suddenly you're like, I don't want to be here, I want to be back home, you know, with my cat. And it gets really intense, and then at some point, maybe with the bell ringing, or at some point it's just like, oh, the intense wish to be somebody else or somewhere else. 
has done a big wave-like thing, you can actually surf that wave, you could say, you know, be there while it's happening and feel it instead of being totally entranced in it. Yeah. Some of the different components are this physicality to this. You can maybe recognize that in strong anger, heat, uh, tightness, tensions in the neck, something you can recognize maybe some symptoms. If you're like all like friendly and loving, you might feel a kind of lightness to, to your, some, something that you might recognize bodily. You might see that, you're, that what you experience is either pleasant or unpleasant, or none of the other of the two. You can recognize like, oh, fear, intense fear, very unpleasant, very unpleasant. So sensations and the pleasantness and unpleasantness of it. I watched a little documentary, really beautiful, Dharma Brothers. Some of you might have seen it. There's a man, it's in a, in a prison, they're doing a retreat like us in a kind of high security prison. There's a man, such beautiful practice, like to me like a, a model. He said, every day in this prison, I either encounter extreme uh, rage, anger, or extreme fear. It's a dangerous environment to be in, very dang- dangerous. And he said, before, the sensations of fear or anger were so strong that I would lash out or freeze, or, and I could not read the situations anymore. And now, when there's these, because I've practiced and I put my time in, now I find myself in this situation. Situations still happen. But I get the intense rage or the intense fear, and I can actually feel the sensations in my body. Like instead of, like I can bring my attention to this. He says, it's extremely unpleasant sensations. I can totally feel them. And it allows me to still read the situation and see if I should talk, not talk, what I should say, how I should move in space to stay alive, to protect myself and others. To me, this is really high-quality mindfulness, you know. And so, and he was specifically talking about physical sensations and the pleasantness or unpleasantness of what he was feeling. So that's something we can probably tune into here in this environment that is a little less dangerous. You'll agree with me. Yeah. So that's our invitation uh, here to do this. Other things you might notice is that your thoughts... Are cer- have a certain flavor, a certain tone to them. If they're curious, friendly thoughts, oh, what's this? Oh, not so easy to feel, you know? And if it's reactive thoughts, if you're in anger, it might be a little bit more sharp. I'm always like this. I've always been like this. I'm never going to change. I'm going to be stuck in this forever, you know? You could, oh, the, the thinking process is al- altered by the state of the mind. You might become aware of this. Obsession thinks in a certain way. Curiosity thinks in a different way. So tune in. No judgment. Tune in. Last thing that you might notice is your perception will change, will alter with the moods. Discouragement. I'm never going to be able to do this. It appears a certain way. It appears like the future of me, meditator, is hopeless, you know. Little calm, little joy, whoops, the future looks beautiful, bright, hopeful, you know, 
it appears like I, my perception of myself changes depending on the moods I'm in. My perceptions of what's happening here, you know, I'm a little uh, tired. I'm like, what are all these zombies walking around? You know, what's this? You know, it, it appears like a strange place to be caught in, <laughs> stuck in. And in a different mood, it appears like a beautiful, safe place where the heart can open. So in this practice, we can learn to not kind of be entranced by the perceptions, but say like, oh, this mood presents reality in a certain way right now. Wow, feel this, this mirage-like experience. Yeah? Okay. You won't do all of this. I'm like sending little things that might come back in the day, like, oh God, I just got it, you know? Just, oh yeah, feeling like shit. It's my word, you know, I didn't say that, but this is how I feel right now. Like, oh, it feels like this. Let me get curious about this. Okay, so, uh, what's the expression? Put your belt on. It's not like you have to catch every mood, every mind state. Some during the day will become apparent. And you'll know that you might bring some interest and attention to that state of mind or emotion. And so now we're just sitting here. Becoming aware of that that this body is sitting and breathing and hearing. And if I want, I might reassure my mind, oh, it's okay to be here. It's okay to close the eyes if it feels right. And it's okay to feel as you let go of all concerns for stuff and things to do and just become aware of this body sitting and breathing and hearing you'll probably be able to become aware of this the quality of your attention The absent, the attention is kind of absent, not possible to reel it in, kind of gone, obsessed, uh, lost. You might notice this. And if there is a certain presence, certain attention or curiosity, awareness, probably be able to notice this.
And maybe something else you can notice of the qualities that are in the mind or in the heart right now. Some amount of calm or some amount of uh, dejection, some amount of uh, playfulness maybe, joy. You might even notice that your mind has some pliability, malleability, that when I name some of the emotions, you actually get to feel them a little bit. Or not at all. As you sit here, hearing sounds, Feeling the belly rising and falling. You might notice friendliness or irritation slightly there in the field of your mind and heart. You can always invite care, some tranquility. It might come or it might not. might be very neutral in there, which is totally valid. Just recognize this. Nothing outstanding right now, if it's the case. If boredom was to come, then it would be good to recognize it. Oh, bored. And take a moment to feel the texture and the particular experience of boredom. And always anchor your attention in the breath, in the hands. And sometimes you'll notice the mind state, the quality of the attention. If it gets really intense, you can always open the eyes a little bit. Give generously your attention to sounds, to get out a little bit of the 
intensity. If it is intense, you might notice that the intensity is rather in the chest or in the belly or in the throat. See if you can give your attention to the hands just to balance things out a little bit. To the feet, where maybe there's not that intensity there. quiet or easeful in there, take time to appreciate it, to feel it, appreciate it. If it's troubling in some ways, difficult, be kind. See if you can accompany yourself. Oh, not easy being here now, not easy feeling like this. See how it unfolds, how things will fluctuate in the next few minutes.
What uh, national park are you in right now? Become aware of this. This is a study of uh, human nature. We don't think about the national park. We make the experience of it. The national park of uh, agitation, or ease, of confusion, or calm. feel how it is in there. Nothing personal there, just phenomena, human nature, universal.
Again, notice the state of the mind or the heart right now. No judgment, just factual. This is how it is in there right now, the inner landscape, the tone, the attitude. Is there something that I want, something that I resist? Is there an engagement, a closeness, an intimacy with something happening now? the mind colored by benevolence or by something else. As the body um, starts to shift, maybe release the posture, you feel the end of the meditation, you might notice a change in your inner life also. Something relaxes maybe now that could have been there a little earlier, but feel it if it relaxes in the mind. Maybe it's a good thing that you can notice and say, oh, that's a good way to be. So this attention we bring, this care we bring to what's happening, just in case you would be thinking that it's kind of passive, I would like to suggest another uh, view on this. Actually, it's very participative, if that's an English word. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So it's actually active. Because when this is a new condition we bring in the field, you know, 
So we bring some interest, curiosity, some care about what's happening. This is not just like looking through the window, it's actually getting in there. We're getting in there and we're bringing this. So what we're cultivating in the mind is not more of the fear and the incessant planification. What we're bringing is wakefulness, is care. Is, so that's what is being developed. That's kind of neuroplasticity here, you know. It's like the brain, the, everything is being reorganized because we're feeding this. This is where we're sending the juice towards curiosity, towards engagement, towards uh, not shutting down, denial, judging. This is, so we're making the mind more fluid and things will change if we bring in the field this kind of very, very high quality attention. And with the hours, it's, it's getting more refined or it's, it's a better quality uh, awareness that we bring. And this is influencing a lot what is happening inside and what will be happening outside because we'll speak from these mind states, we'll act from these mind states, of course, you know. Yeah. And here, another thing maybe I'll say is, um, here we had agreed at the beginning of the retreat around the precepts, you know, we're not going to harm intentionally, we're, we're going to be really careful about how we act and how we speak. And so, we can sit here, we're very, with a difficult mind state, you know, and uh, we can sit here and discover, uh, you know, anger and hatred if it comes. It's not that we want to feed it, we want to actually feel what is there. So it's not like, oh, I'm bad, I shouldn't think this. It's like, oh, look at this intense, uh, you know, uh, wanting to fight, you know, or lash out, you know. You can feel this. This is a national park, you know. You can actually feel it and you're protected and others are protected because you said, I'm not going to act on this. But I'm certainly going to study it because it comes in this psyche, you know. And it comes in psyches, you know. And so I want to actually know this. Know how this makes somebody move and perceive and think. And I want to become aware of this. And it's intense, I agree, you know. But with care, we're gonna we're gonna become we're not gonna be entranced by this, under caught by this. We're gonna be able to be in it, not act on this. Do you see it a little bit? Any mind, it works for any mind state that we might uh, discover. Oh, I don't want to feel fear. Let me feel it, not feed it, but feel how it impacts, and then I get some ground around it. I get to know it, not shut down when it happens. Oh, wow, I know this. It really does this to the heart, or it does this to the heart, or whatever it does, you know. Intense, intense. Any questions or comments about, uh, we have a few minutes about the practice. It's good to hear the voice of the community. It's really good to bring your voice in. This is human stuff. Same questions, comments, 2,500 years ago. When I see when I listen to the recordings. Yeah. Um, my question is, uh, I mean, wanted to ask this. Uh, so, with the emotions and the uh, different feeling tones, like I, I can, uh, I can, I can kind of rest in those, and I can invite them in, and I can sit with them, and. And that's pretty easy for me, like to do that. That's good. But uh, when I'm experiencing pain in my body, uh, 
And that's like, I don't know where to go. It's mm -hmm. just like my legs might start screaming at me. And I, I'm like trying to relate to that. And I'm like, oh, you're in pain. And I'm just like, I've got to move my legs, you know. So is there any insight you can give me or direction on like uh, how to relate to physical pain? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that it's actually okay to move. You know, you don't want to get fidgety. You know, avoid all little discomfort. So just to give you some playroom. You know, like so you feel at ease. It's actually totally okay to switch the leg. You know, or stand up to relieve the pain. So starting from this, you don't. So you don't feel stuck in it. You know, like oh, I'm supposed. To, you know, and then. You want to play with the edge, you know, you to get into that investigation, that exploration, you need just the right amount of discomfort. If it's too much, you won't be able, the mind shuts down, gets reactive, you know. So when there is a certain amount that you feel, and the conditions inside are right, like you feel like you're particularly, you know, restful or courageous or something, you can say, oh, inner conditions are right right now, I can actually... Uh, afford this, you know, I can be with this, this amount, you know, and just see if you can become an interested in it. So, uh, for example, this pleasant, unpleasant, you might recognize, would I say this is pleasant or unpleasant? And it's like, oh, unpleasant. And if the mind wants to, oh, I actually want to know the experience of unpleasantness because it's probably going to happen again in life in all kinds of ways, you know. So to name it as such, oh, this is unpleasant, this is unpleasant. And see if you can notice the epicenter of the thing, like where the middle of this thing, and see if you can actually, it's a little bit, I would call it deconstruction. So, in, like it's pain, I don't want to feel it. It's like, okay, it's unpleasant. Is it piercing or pressure or radiating or is it hard or pulsing? So try to see what let me see what, break it down. What is it made of, you know? Oh, it's heat. It's not piercing. It, this one is really hot, you know? So you want to actually get the mind engaged. And where is it not felt? And where is the kind of outer edge of this thing? Is it solid or is it moving? Is it pulsing or doing this, throbbing? There's all these, these words you have in English, beautiful small words to describe stuff. So... Try to see, like, so, but this is, uh, was the right amount of uh, <coughs> Then the other part of this is the reactivity. It's not so much the pain itself, the sensation itself, but the relationship to it. Do I fear this? Do I hate this? Do I despise this? Do I, uh, you know, or am I curious about it? You know, and so, and if there's fear, notice the fear. It's something else. It's not the actual pain. It's, the, it's somewhere else, it's con contracting around it. And you might be able to, with uh, some expertise, you know, some exploration, you might say, oh, there's the actual sensation, and there's a kind of way it's held. You're like, no, you know? And that is something you can get interested in, you know? And if it's overwhelming, if it's not the right condition, because your mind is already discouraged, tired, you know, switch, you know? Yeah? Good. Yes. Uh, I'm getting a little confused um, about the mind. So we talk about being aware of the mind, and we talk about the mind becoming engaged, for example. 
as you just said. <laughs> so, are there parts of the mind? Is there? What What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what works for you? It's complicated, but uh, keeping it simple. Yes. Um, and I guess allowing confusion mess. Yes. Yeah. Good. So really, I, I could not have given better answer. I'm really happy I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Both were really good answers. <laughs> um, so, so the question was about like, what, what's the story with the mind? Is the mind watching the mind? Is, is, I feel confused, you know. And so, and uh, you heard my question, and the answer was, I can actually sim simplify helps, you know. So that's yeah. So breathing is happening, hearing is happening. You know, something physically connected. To me, that would be one of the ways I would bring back simplicity. It would be just to feel what is actually tangible, kind of, you know, of the senses, sensory stuff. This is simplifying. And the other is like, allow confusion. Oh, confusion. Here's another national park. You know. Confusion feels like this, not knowing what is what, you know, it feels like this. And can that be okay for now? Because that's a particular experience. Sometimes we want, I don't want to feel confusion. So, you know, it's like, oh, confusion feels like this. Look at that. Like it's unsettling in this particular way right now. Wow. And this experience of confusion is going to happen a lot in our life, you know. Somebody will say something. We don't know what they mean, why they said that there, what it means about it. It's like, oh, I'm confused right now. And if we can actually allow this to be there, maybe, whoops, you know, it'll shift into something else. But the questions that you are asking are also very valid. You know, what, what is awareness? And, what, uh, and so the practice slowly reveals this. And of course, I'm using my own words to talk about this. And so it's my personal imagery in part, you know, part from the Buddhist psychology or what I understand of it, you know. And, and so, you know, and so you'll, you'll also create your own understanding and your own uh, imagery around this and words to... To the, and also practices what works for you. That's why we pay attention, so that we can clearly see, oh, that is not helpful for me. That is helpful for me, you know. Uh, yeah. Good, thank you. Yes. So, being in the moment is a really beautiful thing, but what about all the great things that happen when the mind does wander? You know, you have a great idea for something for your business, or think of a friend who, who you think, oh, I should send a card for this person's birthday. And you're, you're doing the dishes and you're not, it's, you're not sitting down to think about those things, but it just pops into your mind. Yeah. So how do you balance living in the present, living mindfully, with also the great things that just kind of flow in? Yeah. 
So how to balance living mindfully, being present to the moment with the beautiful things that can happen in the mind spontaneously or creative ideas and stuff like, are you supposed to stay away from any thinking, you know, <laughs> and just be a sensory thing, you know, <laughs> so receptive to all the senses. I'm playing with your question a bit, but uh, yeah. So um, I think part of it is that we're actually in balance where we're stuck in our mind and in our thinking process. And part of what we're doing is bringing balance to recognize that this is only one way to live, you know. There's other ways to live. And uh, let's say it's actually good. Let, let's take planification to plan the next week or the holidays or the budget or something, you know. There, there's a lot of planning we have to do. But some of us don't get to choose it. It just happens to us constantly. The mind goes back to planning. The mind goes back to revisiting the past. The mind goes... And so there's no choice. It's not an experience of freedom. It's kind of like I'm caught. I don't even know until I come on a retreat. I'm like, do I control my mind? Yeah. You know? And then I sit here 20 minutes, and then I figure that, no, I actually don't. It controls me. You know? <laughs> you know? I, I hope this is not more confusing. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but what we get to, to do with mindfulness is start to uh, choose uh, different ways to use the mind, you know. And so that we can, uh, when creative ideas come, we can uh, let them come and maybe uh, use a, and not become obsessed, you know, and avoid all the trap that can come around thinking, all the ways we get caught, you know. And so, and here this weekend, my sense is it's becoming really clear to us that our mind gets caught in all kinds of ways, you know, fascinated by things that are not so helpful. And we can have the same kind of thought process many times. It's not that creative a lot of the time, you know. And so, uh, if we can uh, balance this out, that's already maybe a good thing, yeah. And so that you can plan when you want to, that creative ideas can... Uh, uh, come in, but if you're actually giving attention to something, you could decide, oh, great idea, but now I'm with this person, you know, so, and I really value this encounter, you know, so I won't get caught in this, so it's more loose. Is that a little helpful? Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, we're going to have to stop for now. Just want to uh, uh, take a couple of minutes to talk about uh, the group discussions, or the group meetings we have. So every one of you will be in a group during the weekend with one of the three of us. So one group you'll be in. Um, that's what's offered on this retreat in terms of like uh, small encounters to talk about the practice. These groups are very valuable because you get to hear the experience of others. And it's so interesting to uh, see how minds and hearts are unfolding in this uh, practice here. And you might recognize a lot of things, and you might discover other obstacles and ways people overcome them and, and discoveries people make. So, and it's a way also for us to check in a little bit with you to get a sense, you know, like, oh, how's this person doing? How, like, uh, what's going on a little bit for you? So we want you to come to this uh, meeting. Um, you wouldn't have to talk, although it's very possible that the teacher, especially if it's moi, that I'll say like, oh, I'm very curious, you know, like, and you wouldn't have to, but, uh, but it's good to, uh, to come. Um, check 
be very careful, take a good, uh, bring your attention to when is your group, at what time and where. Because there's a way, I don't know why, but there's a way where we, we read somebody else's hour or room or something. And so just bring great care for this. And it's going to make it very much more easy for everyone, you know, than rearrange schedule for everybody. Yeah, and you can bring the fullness of who you are, you know, the authenticity of who you are. It's it's just human beings sitting together for 40 minutes or so. It's a simple thing. And it can be challenging because encountering human beings, wow, you know, can be exciting or scary. And we take it as a practice. Oh, what am I going to say? You know, you don't have to know what you're going to say. It's, it's we'll, we'll just see what will emerge in the us being together. Yeah. So uh, enjoy your day. And uh, yeah, uh, Alexis is going to say a few words. It's enough. Okay. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.